Hey everyone, welcome back to I Can't Believe That Happened. And for the start of Black History Month, we're going to head all the way back to the old Wild West. And we are going to meet the person who has long been thought to be the inspiration behind the Lone Ranger. So take a listen if you're familiar with the TV show or if you uh, watched that latest movie. Um, let me know below what you think if you see the, um, the different correlations. Without any dispute, Bass Reeves was one of the most feared and amazing lawmen of the West, and we're going to learn all about his life. I do want to put a little bit of a caveat here. I am a historian. I do the best I can, and I did a lot of research. I do have a bibliography at the end. Um, however, this is a time and places where there was not a lot of records kept. So I did my absolute best to find sources. Um, some of them contradicted each other. I do say where they are contradicted if you go over to my show notes. Um, but I will give you the best overview I can possibly give you. All right, so Bass Reeves was born in 1838 in Crawford County, Arkansas. So if you know the history, you can probably bet he was a slave. He was um, owned by the Confederate Colonel George Reeves. And during the war, um, he had Bass Reeves come with him as kind of a body servant Again, this is where things got really fuzzy. I read a lot and I found so many conflicting accounts. The only thing everyone agreed on was that Bass Reeves went with the slave owner um, who owned him. Yeah, I hate even saying it. Um, the Colonel George Reeves. Now, what happens during the war gets really convoluted. There are some people that say that he claimed that he was free and he left. There are people who claim that there was a fight and he left. There are people who claim there's a card game that went badly and he left. I can't tell you how many different accounts I read, even from really viable sources. So the thing we know is that he definitely left during the war and he escaped out into the Oklahoma territories. So this gets really interesting because you're going to start to see maybe a few parallels with the, um, the TV show and the movie. But while Reeves was in Oklahoma Territory, he found help and friendship among the Cherokee, the Choctaw, the Chickasaw, Creek, and Seminole First Nations tribes. If I mispronounced any of that, my deepest apologies. Please send me a message and tell me how to do better. I did look up the pronunciations, but that was the, the best I could do for today. Now, during his time with the tribes, um, with First Nations tribes, he learned skills that were going to make him almost undisputedly the best lawman of the West. He learned how to track, how to shoot, how to ride, and how to fluently speak five First Nations languages. It was also said that his knowledge of the territories and his ability to um, know the... Hi, we're going to go back to territories. To know the area really well was one of his great skills. By the way, if I am using the term First Nations incorrectly, send me an email. I did a lot of research, um, but I am completely open to corrections. Now, sometime in this time, he did end up going to Arkansas, where he married Nellie Jenny, and they ended up having 11 children. <laughs> so just going to put that out there as well. Um, Bass Reeves began as a U.S. Marshal in Oklahoma and Arkansas territories in 1875. 
Now, Bas Reeves was never taught how to read. Um, what he was known to do was to memorize exactly how the suspect's name looked on paper and matching it up with the warrant. And he was said to never, ever, ever have arrested the wrong person. What he was known for was his relentless pursuit of criminals. He was said to never, ever let a person get away. He would do everything he could to serve the warrant and bring in the person in. And he was shot many times, shot at, I'm sorry, many, many times. Um, he was never hit by a bullet. He came really close, having his hat and his belt shot off. Um, his jurisdiction territory, by the way, spanned like 75,000 square miles. I can't even begin to wrap my brain around that one. Um, so when a deputy marshal would ride out, they would have about an 800-mile round trip. And they would go out with a wagon and a cook who would also serve as a guard. Um, that territory, by the way, was supposed to be handled by 200 deputies. Unfortunately, according to all the records, there was only 20 to 30 that would be working at a time. And he was considered one of the favorites. There was um, one of the judges that was his absolute favorite deputy to send out. He was known to be incredibly honest and honorable. And again, he was really good at getting the person. And by the person, I mean over 3,000 people. And he was known to use, um, well, it was said he was almost like Sherlock Holmes in the ability to find clues, especially in his ability to track. Um, and he also used very unconventional ways, including disguises to catch people. Some of the stories were wild, by the way. And there are stories of him um, dressing up as a preacher or as... Um, my personal favorite was dressing up as a, a criminal who had, um, shots through his hat and went to the cabin where the, the people were hiding out. He was supposed to be arresting and telling them he was scared and he was a, um, he was running from the law as well. And he was so good at this that the criminals inside by the end of the night had offered to bring them into their criminal gang. Um, while they were asleep, he was able to handcuff them, arrest them, and bring them back to the fort. So that is one of my favorite stories ever. So he's also known to be very peaceful in that over 3,000 felons had been brought in. Um, when he was interviewed by a newspaper, which, by the way, he was really famous for the time. Newspapers all through Oklahoma and Arkansas would send their reporters out with them, almost as like what is done now as a ride-along to write firsthand accounts of what happened when he was out. So that was mind-blowing. Um, but he, when in a, <laughs> so sorry, everyone. In an interview, he said that he only killed 14 people, and he said he only did that out of self-defense and seemed very reluctantly. He was known to be, again, incredibly honorable, um, did not ever use violence if it was not needed, and there were even some pretty famous people from the Wild West that were felons who would turn themselves into um, to him in, in um, when they found out that that was who was going to be serving their warrant. I'm so sorry if I'm confusing my words. Please forgive me. I will not be able to re-record this. I, um, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I am disabled and I'm having a really rough week. So please forgive me and enjoy the podcast. And um, thank you for being so patient with me. So... When he hit 67 years old, he did decide to retire as, you know, one might want to after riding out for 
you know, huge tracts of time. Um, he was also, by the way, known to be almost superhuman. He was six foot two, which was very, very tall for the time. And every re description of him, um, of his physical being was incredibly mus muscled and um, that he was just very fit even up into his 60s where he was still working as a um, as a marshal uh, until he was 67 years old and then he retires to spend two years as a policeman at Muskogee, um, Oklahoma and during those two years there was no reported crimes in his territory on his beat. So that was that was um, pretty much where I was able to stop. He did pass away in 1910. There is now a memorial bridge called the Bass Reeves Memorial Bridge across the Arkansas River. So if you're ever in that area, you should stop by, pay some respects. If you would like to see some depictions, some more modern day depictions of um, Bass Reeves, one of my favorite depictions, and it's actually how I was introduced to him years and years ago, there is an incredible TV show called Timeless. There is a great episode. This is probably not for really young kids, but maybe um, if you are younger and you want to see this, see if it's streaming, ask appropriate parentals um, or adults in your life who are responsible for this. Uh, but it is absolutely one of my favorite shows. It was gone far too soon. All right, everyone, I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy this. Um, we are not going to be playing any of the games that I usually play during um, Black History Month. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have any corrections, please feel free to comment below. I'm always happy to take, um, to take some corrections. Please share this out with friends, family, and on your online social. Um, I really appreciate that I don't advertise. Uh, so all of the people who are listening are all thanks to you guys sharing these episodes. Have a wonderful week. Um, I'm not really sure we're recovering next week. It's um, It's been kind of a rough month for me, so I have not gotten all my research done. But I have about five people I'm really curious about, so we'll see who ends up next week. But thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. See you next week.